of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Join me tonight. We got Devin. Hey, everybody. It's me, Devin. How are you doing tonight? And we got Rob. Hey, guys. It's Rob. You know, so that was the Simply Blues intro. Again, by uh, at dadrock.net. That was uh, blues.dad.68 at dadrock.net. Um, you like this? In hindsight, I should have used the other intro that sounded more like a '70s porn theme for this. <laughs> I feel I mean, like that would have been accurate. more suitable for what we're going to be talking about. That's probably accurate. I mean, you know, yeah, it's accurate. Um, talking. So yeah, so this week we're finally getting to it, everyone. We're we're going to be talking no about no candy hibernating animals that's right we're gonna be talking about cocaine bear this week um i have seen i watched it just the other day with devin you've seen it a thousand times already uh i watched it with our friend lex i watched it with donnie and rob and i watched it by myself twice so So he's seen five times four times four times so far math is hard no Five times. Yeah, you were right. I was you right. Were, you were oh, right. Shit. I was wrong. Yeah. Oh shit. Um. So yeah, uh, I've seen it five times. I'm, I I want right. to watch it more. Uh, I I am I am slightly sad that some of the some of the people that I really want to watch it with this they just they don't do well with gory movies even. Even though I have specified that I don't feel like this is this is overtly gory, um, there are a couple scenes I, I won't I will I won't lie, where it's like oh hey that's that's something, uh, but you know a lot of the death scenes and stuff they do it in such a comedic not, way. It's a gory movie, but I wouldn't really call this a gory movie. It's with weird. It's like right. It's it's this done with such open. it's it's done with such light comedic value behind it that it doesn't it, seem terrible, you know. Yeah, it it's kind of it it's, it's kind of a shout out a shout out a callback to like older like older SU episodes where I, I, I say this because I think we did this movie on SU. It's kind of in the same calling this a horror movie or that kind of like is kind of like calling. Um, cube a horror movie like where it's not at all in any capacity right like it's not it's more of a science like cube's more of a science fiction movie this is more like a this is almost like a like a 
I don't. It's just like, like I, action I want like a mockumentary yeah. action comedy. Yeah, yeah. That's what this is. It's like a mockumentary action comedy. It's. I would not call this a horror movie. I would not call this a scary movie. I wouldn't call this really even like a gory movie. Yeah, it's just kind of like. I don't even. I, I don't hate this movie. Like the way I'm describing this movie is really weird. I, I don't hate this movie at all. I actually really like it. It doesn't even feel like a movie in a weird way. It feels just like a collection. It almost feels like an improv uh, of. It almost feels like an improv. Like it feels like somebody started off like sitting like you did like five friends sitting around like, like a campfire, who were like maybe a little high, right. and we're like, hear me out. There's a bear in the woods that does cocaine. I'm not gonna and lie. Like, like other than some of the special effects, like you said, it it almost feels like a really high budget SNL sketch, like a prolonged SNL. Yes, sketch. Well, it doesn't feel like a movie. It, it right. feels that's exactly the best way to describe it. It feels like an SNL sketch or like a sketch. It feels like something you find. It feels like a YouTube video. Yeah, like a like. Like a bullshit, like fake YouTube video that someone would make, yeah. or like it's like five friends sitting around like a campfire, just like improving and riffing off each other. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. It doesn't feel like uh, a movie. It just feels like somebody like wrote that down and made a movie. Now, with it, that it, being said, yeah. I will say it is based off of a true story, which the true story did uh, did go very differently. Yes, it um, did. But before we get into this, Rob. Hmm. You had asked me a question before we got onto a call together as to whether or not you should wait until we were recording to share this or if you wanted to share this now. And I said, oh, no, I like your dreams. Let's wait. Rob <laughs> Rob asked me, he's like, I had a weird dream. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's talk about this. So we're going to hear about Rob's weird, weird dream weird. first. Okay. Uh, so it's... It started out, well, I woke up at, like, I think 11, and I was like, nah, I'm going back to sleep for a little while. So it was, like, in the last hour before I actually got up, I had this dream, which is why probably why I remember it. Um, but it was it was kind of like, well, I was a high schooler, I don't know why, and I was on a school bus. Uh, and then the bus was, like, it came to, like, this amusement park. But in, like, the dream way, I knew that this was bad. Like, it was a horror movie amusement park, and we needed not to go there. Uh, so, like, we're driving past a bunch of buses that are already stopped, and, like, people are getting out and stuff, and the bus driver's like, oh, do you guys want to blah, blah, blah? And I was like, no, keep going. And then there was this, we were driving past, and these people were, like, playing with laser guns, but they were, like, real laser guns, but nobody could tell because people, like when they shot and killed people, it looked like they just fell over, like, without any injuries. So it's like, like oh, they're all just acting all lot. I'm like, uh, huh? Like, kind of like Star Wars blasters? Yeah. Uh, so then these two people dressed in, like, uh, giraffe costumes, like, you could tell there were people in, like, those big, like, cartoonish giraffe costumes come out okay. of porta-potties, and they both just, like, get shot and fall over, and I'm just like, no, we need to keep going. <laughs> Uh, so the bus gets, like, past, it comes, like, out of these trees. It almost looks like a fucking, like, uh, like a mythical entrance. Like, the trees, like, part, and we're, like, in the drive next to our, our homes. And then the bus driver's like, no, we should go back. And I was like, nope. And I immediately got off the bus with, I think, my little sister. I don't remember. There was somebody with me, but I don't really re recall who it was. But there was someone else there. 
So I go home, and the bus, like, slinks back into the, like, magical woods doorway, and I'm just like, well, okay. <laughs> well, that was a bad decision on their part. But then I get home, and it, like, it keeps trying to turn itself into a horror movie. Like, my dad was, like, grilling something, and, like, it, he, he, like, said something weird, and I knew that if I didn't flip the, the burgers or whatever they were over, like, it was going to start to turn into a horror movie, so I quickly flipped them over. I don't know why that was what it was, but, like, weird things kept happening, and I had to, like, keep stepping in to be like, nope, no horror movie, we're, we're staying, everything's just normal. But eventually I woke up, but I was just like, what the hell was that? Well. Yeah, I have very odd dreams. I won't, I, I will say, I don't feel like that is the strangest dream that you've told me before. Probably um, not, no. But I do really enjoy when Rob comes up and says, man, I had a really weird dream. It's like, oh, I'm going to buckle up for this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a weird dream. You're like, you're like, yep, this is going to be, this is going to be good. Um, I, on the other hand, not last night, but maybe the night before or the night before that. I don't remember now. Um, I don't know if any of you guys can relate having a dream like this. Maybe not exactly this dream. But, like, something similar to this. It was super extremely vivid. Okay? And the only thing I remember is, in the dream, I was holding on to an ice cream cone. Okay? And it was one of those things where it's like, in the vivid dream, you start to wake up. And in that process of dreaming to waking up, you know it actually felt like I was holding on to an ice cream cone. And then my eyes opened and I instantly pulled up my hand, which was in the, you know, it was, it was as it was in the shape of holding on to something like an ice cream cone, but there was no ice cream cone. And I was immediately filled with the sads. Uh, I was filled with the sads too, to be fair. So I, yeah, that was, that's, that's, that was my weird dream the other night. I, I dreamt of an ice cream cone that I did not have, and it made me very sad. That would make me sad too. I'm not gonna lie. If I thought I had a ice cream cone and there was no ice cream cone, I'd be I'd be I'd be big sad. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're gonna get back to Cocaine Bear now. Um. So before we talk about the movie, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna read the little newspaper article here. Um, essentially the, the real life version of this far less exciting, far less entertaining. Okay. Uh, so the newspaper article read cocaine and a dead bear, uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia, December 22nd, a 175 pound black bear apparently died of an overdose of cocaine after discovering a batch of the drug. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation said today the cocaine was apparently dropped from a plane piloted by Andrew Thornton, a convicted drug smuggler who died September 11th in Knoxville, Tennessee, because he was carrying too heavy of a load while parachuting. Uh, the UPI reported uh, the Bureau said the bear was found Friday in northern Georgia among 40, o 40 opened plastic containers all containing traces of cocaine. So this bear literally just ate a shitload of cocaine and then simply died. Um, yes, it's exciting. 
So he didn't go on like a murderous rampage, like, like not nearly as exciting. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the true story. Um, I'm sure there's more to it, but I wanted to give you the really brief rundown because we are here to talk about the movie. Um, that being said, so the movie starts off with, uh, oh, I'm going to get this guy's name very wrong. Uh, Christopher, have you, have you, um, he is the actor who plays For those of you who have seen the Game of Thrones, he is the really crazy redheaded, uh, wildling. Wildling who falls in love with uh, Brienne of Tarth and becomes very infatuated with her for the entirety of, of the rest of the show that they're part of it. Um, it's him and his fiance or, 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 or yeah, his fiance. And they're just, they're hiking. They're like Icelandic hikers. And uh, they're talking about their future, their kids, uh, they want to name their son Texas, um, and they come across. They they finally make it to the peak of this mountain that they've been working towards, and they spot they spot a, a black bear, and they get very excited. Um, and so they pull out the camera, and he looks through it, and this black bear is literally headbutting a tree, and he thinks that there's just something wrong with this bear. He, th- he says it's demented. You know, that they should leave. And she looks at it, and it's like hugging a tree. And she says it's so cute. And then he goes and looks back through the camera, and he doesn't see the bear. And then all of a sudden, it pops up out of the bushes, and it's just staring at them. And he he gives the sense, you know, he, he tries to tell his fiance, you know, what they should do. Which, I don't know if one of you, while I'm explaining this, wants to actually look up the actual, like, uh what you should do, you know, as far as grizzly versus black bears, if you ever encounter them. But he gives the advice of if it's black fight back, if it's Brown lay down, meaning that you're, you would stand a better chance if a black bear, you know, came at you to actually fight it back, you know, fight back against it. And it might run away versus a grizzly bear, which you're supposed to play dead. Um, The only thing I know for sure is with a black bear, do not try to climb a tree because black bears can climb. I'm fairly certain grizzlies could climb if they wanted to, but grizzlies are super big, um, generally speaking. And, I mean, they might not be able to climb too, too high. Uh, otherwise, I I have heard in the past that running downhill um, is a decent option against... I want to say both bears, but like all types of bears because of the way that the stature of a bear is. Um, and it's running on, you know, all four paws. It's going to run slower downhill. Uh, cause it's going to end up tripping itself. If it, if it doesn't, um, I, I could be wrong in that. Um, uh, I looked it up as a national Park Service says, if a black bear charges and attacks you, fight back with everything you have. Do not play dead. Direct punches to the kick 
and it kicks to the bear's face and use any weapons like rocks, branches, or bear spray to defend yourself. If a grizzly or brown bear charges and attacks, play dead. Do not fight back. Cover your head and neck with your arms and lay flat on your stomach and spread your legs apart. Okay. If it begins to maul you, you're dead either way. Yeah, it says fighting back during a grizzly brown bear attack will worsen the attack, but if the attack persists, then fight back with everything you have. All right. So it, right. I, I guess that added that adage is true that the actor did say if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lay down. Yeah, I know. Um. Anyway, uh, he says, you know, whatever you do, just don't run. And by that time, his his fiance already screamed, "Run!" and started running. So they start running from this bear, who then begins to give chase. Uh, the gentleman, um, then trips. And I don't know about you guys. They were they were running with their hiking gear on. If a bear was there and I chose to run, I'd be throwing that hiking gear right off my yeah, back. Throwing, it says it specifically it. says on the website, "Do not try to run from a bear. Bears are faster than humans." Yeah, yeah. Most things are. Humans are not that fast. Like, yes. It says never run from a surprised bear because it can cause predatory reactions. Do not try to climb a tree. Bears can outrun and outclimb any human. Yep. Um, yeah, humans are like really not that fast at all. Like we're actually pretty fucking slow, as far as like nature shit goes. Yeah. Uh, so as this guy trips in the forest and he's face down in the dirt, uh, this bear comes on like the little overhang part above him and leaps and tackles his fiance into the bushes, and you just hear a bunch of screaming. And uh, he just lies there watching in horror. And eventually, like, a severed leg comes out. And he gets up and runs away. And the bear stands up, uh, just kind of blood covering its mouth. And then a butterfly flies by. And he gets distracted. And it gets distracted by the butterfly. Uh, And then it roars and it goes to the cocaine bear title. That's the opening scene of this movie. It is phenomenal. Um, and then it goes. It, it eventually it cuts to the pilot, just like uh, just like in the true story. Uh, the pilot is just throwing bags of cocaine out of this plane. He is a drug smuggler, um, and I will say the music, the music choices in this movie were spot on. I feel. Um, and he's rocking out in the plane, throwing bags out, and then he straps, like, one or two bags to himself, uh, and then as he's going to jump out of the plane, he goes to jump, and he hits his head on the top of the doorway, and essentially knocks himself out, and then just kind of falls and rolls out of the plane, and then it cuts to the scene where I believe they use actual footage um police footage and stuff uh and news footage from the event but they cut to the scene of finding his body in like a town in like somebody's driveway or something like that uh where his reserve chute did open because you know if you don't pu- if you don't pull your your primary chute after you hit a certain elevation your re- your reserve chute is should just pull um I'm guessing, because he was knocked out. He wouldn't have been able to pull it. Uh, 
I, I also am not a parachuter, so I don't know how these things work either. But uh, while being unconscious and carrying additional weight of an entire duffel bag of cocaine, bricks of cocaine, uh, it was just too much weight and the fall killed him. Uh, man, we are, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going fucking scene for scene with this movie. It's been a long time since I've done this. Uh, you know what? What we didn't do is uh spoiler alert. (laughs) It's a little late. We're only five minutes into the movie right now though. So spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen cocaine bear first, the fuck is wrong with you? Second, if you haven't seen Cocaine Bear and you want to see Cocaine Bear, reach out. I'll watch it with you. (laughs) Even if he doesn't know you, he'll watch it with you. Yeah. Hey, fuck it. I'll get on a call with you. I'll watch it together. Um, Anyway, it then cuts to... Oh, man. This is where I'm going to start getting mixed up because it does make some weird cuts here. Uh... I believe it cuts to the uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. who played David uh, walking into the restaurant and meeting. Okay, that makes sense. That was O'Shea. I'm an idiot. Remember, I was like, that reminds me, he he looks like a young Ice Cube. That's Ice Cube's son. Oh, really? Yes, that's Ice Cube's son. Like that makes all the sense in the world. I was like, he reminds me of a young Ice Cube because he is a fucking young Ice Cube. He's the oh, same. Yeah. It's the same guy. O'Shea Jackson's his son. I'm an idiot. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, I didn't even know that. I'm stupid. Uh, I, I'm, I'm also wrong. I don't think it cuts to that scene yet. I believe it cuts to the mother and the daughter in their house talking. Um, and the daughter, you know, essentially the mother says that she's picking up some extra shifts, so she's not going to be home. Uh, and the daughter's making fun of her because she met a new doctor guy or, or, or doctor friend and that he invited them out to Nashville and the daughter's kind of upset because she wanted to go paint the waterfalls. Uh, then it cuts to David. Um, again, these might not be in order. Fuck, it's all kind of a blur. Um, it's all a blur, but for Webby, it's a very recent blur. And <laughs> David meets Ray Liotta's character, Sid, uh, in a restaurant who is watching over uh, his grandson because his son, Eddie, just kind of took off because Eddie's wife de- recently died. And uh, Sid is the drug essentially the drug kingpin here. He's, he's the, he's the one who has ties with, I believe they said like Colum- the Colombian cartels, uh, and he's dealing drugs for them. And he essentially tells David, you know, listen, this plane went down. We got to go round up all the drugs. I know where they are. Uh, go take my son, you know, go get Eddie and go get, go get my drugs essentially. Um, so then David goes and meets Eddie in a bar who's just like wallowing in, in grief. Um, and, uh, they end up being overheard by somebody, uh, that gets the cops on them. 
uh, and they take off heading towards fucking the what I forget what they called it, Blood Mountain, I think. Yeah, something like that. I forgot what it was. Um, and then, in the meantime, the little girl, uh, her and her friend Henry, skip school, and they're going to the same park, and they're going they're going up to the falls on Blood Mountain to go paint the waterfalls. Uh, she strategically leaves behind evidence for her mom to find. So, cause I mean, as well, that's she, after they, after they encounter the bear. Well, no, because at the house, she left behind the backpack with the map. Yeah. Um, letting her mom well, know well, where they were accident. going. I don't Did think you? it was an accident. I think, I think Henry was right. And as much as the little girl says she wasn't, she's, she's wanting, she wants, she wants the attention. Um, there. Because I think she left that backpack out because it was filled with a bunch of random shit, but then there was also the map with the falls circled on it to let her mom know essentially where she was going. Right. Um, sure. At least that's my interpretation of it. No, I mean, you you might be right. I can definitely see that. Um, and then it cuts to... I think like the park ranger who, my God, I don't even know who the, who plays the park ranger. That was, uh, Margot Martindale, Ranger Liz. Um, and she's getting all spiffied up because, uh, Peter, the park, like, I guess he'd be like the person who comes around and, and like, make sure all the parks are doing okay and has all the things that they need. Uh, I don't know what his title would be, I guess. He's but the like forest, the forest, uh, is not, the, is he, uh, um, forest observation or whatever. Is it? Yeah. Something like that. Or, uh, he's not an arborist. He's like a forest observation or whatever. Um, whatever but, title is, but I mean, yeah, she's got, a, she's got a thing for him. And, uh, as she comes out of the office, one of the there's a there's a gang of hooligans, disgruntled youths, as I call them. Um, disgruntled youths. Disgruntled youths. Oh, disgruntled youths. Yeah, and uh, there's there's three of these kids, and and they're causing a whole bunch of shit for Park Ranger Liz here, and one of them is in is in the is in the the ranger station now. Mind you, she doesn't know who they are. And, uh, not yet. And, uh, you know, he's stealing, like, candy or whatever the hell's, like, whatever, pretty much whatever's not bolted down, he's trying to put in his pockets. But then he's, like, sucking up to her, smelling her perfume and saying, oh, it's sound, you know, smells expensive, stuff like that. And pretty much just getting her to, like, get off his, get off his scent that he's, like, fucking robbing her blind right in front of her. Um, and then it cuts back to... Oh no! Then then Peter uh, then Peter the park ranger observerist guy comes, and uh, the kid leaves, and you know there's a little interaction and flirting between the two, and then it cuts back to the kids, uh, who stop at like a like a trail sign, and they're interacting, and they end up finding one of the packages of drugs, and Henry you know claims that oh he does it all the time, and so. When 
um, Didi pushes him to try it. He's like, no, you know, we're we're walking and shooting things because he's got a BB gun. And he's like, you know, I can't be doing drugs while we're walking and shooting. And so she's like, okay, fine. Give me the knife. I'm going to do something. That's a funny statement. Yeah. And so she cuts open this package of cocaine and she asks Henry how much she should do and, and how you do it. And he's like, Oh, you eat it. And she's like, well, how much? He's like, I don't know, like a tablespoon. So she scoops this big old fucking hunk of cocaine on the end of this knife. And then she just puts it in her mouth and she just starts spitting it all out. Cause obviously it's gross. And then he does the same thing and spits it all out. Cause it's gross. So then they start looking around and she finds an, a, a torn open bag and then they run into cocaine bear uh and then cocaine bear pretty much fucking roars blows a bunch of coke in their face and then chases them off um meanwhile the mother shows up at the ranger station just as they're about to go on their uh their routine walk to look over the the trails and they're going to Blood Mountain anyway, so she goes with them. As they're leaving, David and Eddie pull in. Uh, and then David goes to the you know the the camp restroom or whatever, the the park restroom, and then he gets jumped by God, what was the name of their gang? The I don't know. I don't they, remember. Anyway, the three the three disgruntled youths. The disgruntled youths. They had a name, <laughs> but uh. Anyway, so yeah, he gets jumped by them, beats the shit out of all of them in the bathroom, ends up getting stabbed in the shoulder. Uh, and then Eddie comes in, finds that one of them has a brick of the cocaine on them, so they wake one of them up. Then he gets out of them that they found a bag. And they stash it at the gazebo or the pavilion structure. Uh, and then they pretty much take this kid and force him to go walking with them to this gazebo to get this back. Man, hold on. I'm doing a lot of talking. I need a sip of a drink. We haven't even gotten into like the actual killings yet. Like There's only been one killing so far. In yes, this movie, there has only been one kill. Um, I will say it did seem a little slow, but like I feel like the buildup was worth it. Yeah. Um, uh, they're called the Duchamps game. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Duchamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the the Duch, the, the douche champs. That's what I'm gonna call them now. The disgruntled youths. Uh, we do love ourselves some douche champs so as those guys go start to go hiking uh, there's the police officer played by Isaiah Whitlock Jr his name's Bob uh, he gives he has like this puppy and he, like he went to go adopt a dog and he, he said that he wanted one that would like to play fetch and stuff and then the dog that he got was like a little what kind of dog was that, Rob? Like a little Pomeranian or something? Yeah. And it it was it was a very what you would call like a prissy dog. It looked like, 
and uh, didn't like playing fetch. And he didn't know really how to handle it. But as he was leaving, he wanted his his another officer, Officer Reba, played by oh, well, that's quite a name, Aula Smart. Uh, is that actress's name, but he leaves the dog with her to look after because she had a dog one time. (laughs) Um, But he trusts her, and that's the more important part of this. Uh, And then he takes off after David and Eddie um, because he heard where they were heading. Uh, Then it cuts back to the mother, and finally the first, the first, I guess, gory, quote-unquote, uh, kill scene. Uh, the mother of the park ranger and the t- observationalist person, the inspector. I'm going to say it's a park inspector. Uh, there they come across like the the wrappings of like the food containers and stuff where the kids were, and where the bear was, and they're picking it up and having small talk, and and the mother's shouting around. And then she hears Henry calling from from in the woods. So all three of them go running, and we, they see Henry way up high in a tree. And the the ranger and the inspector start yelling at the kid to get down, and he's he's like, there's a fucking crazy bear out here. You know, you guys should run, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and then they find out that uh, the mom finds out that Dee Dee was chased off by the bear. Um, and then there's a growl. Everybody kind of goes quiet. And then, like a ninja on speed, uh, you don't even see the bear, but Peter, the inspector guy, gets pulled into the bushes. And then Ranger Liz, on the other side, gets pulled into the bushes on her side. And then she starts shooting into the bushes where Peter is, and then saying that she saw it, this, that, and the other thing. And to get down, so Peter gets down and starts crawling around and then the bear comes out and like grabs Ranger Liz and like claws her in the butt and like grabs her by the belt and like throws her like 20 feet uh meanwhile Peter crawling on the ground comes across an entire duffel bag of opened up cocaine and gets covered in it uh gets up the ranger gets up and says that she's gonna go get help and she pretty much fucking fucks off. She leaves everybody there. And, uh, which, I don't know, like, on one hand, she had the gun. On the other hand, she just got mauled by a bear. I think I also would just take off. <laughs> uh, but you see Peter, who was giving Henry shit for climbing a tree, uh, essentially go next to him and, and climb another tree kind of nearby and gets up along the same, you know, the same level as Henry. And Henry's like, it's okay. It's okay. You're up here now. It can't get you. And Peter's like, yes, it can. Bears can climb trees. And Henry's like, well, then why are you up here? <laughs> Henry's my favorite character. Yes. Uh, Devin, Devin was infatuated with everything. Every time Henry was on screen, <laughs> he said something that Devin loved. Um, amazing. And then the mom is down on the ground and she's doing that like the really dramatic like build up where she's hiding behind the tree 
and she's looking around one side. She starts to look around the other, and then it cuts back, and then she starts to look around the side again, and all you see is a claw hit the side of the tree, and it starts climbing this tree that Henry's on. So they're all yelling for Henry, you know, go higher, go higher. And Henry's trying to scramble higher up the tree as this bear's coming after it. It's kick, you know, he kicks it in the face a few times. And then it starts to roar and it stops and starts sniffing. And it looks over at Peter, who's in the other tree. And Peter's like, he's like, oh shit. And he starts like wiping all the cocaine off of himself. And the bear's eyes go dilated and he just like, literally drops out of the tree, sprints over and super fast climbs up this other tree and just starts mauling this guy in the tree. Um, next thing you know, he's lying down upside, like he's lying upside down from a branch. The bear's like chewing on like the inner thigh. Um, and you just see, essentially you just see blood like running down over his body. In the meantime, uh, Henry jumps out of the tree or climbs down out of the tree and him and the mom take off. And then you just see the body drop out of the tree. The bear drop down on top of it. Um, and then there's like a severed leg and the bear takes a few bites out of the body, walks off and then literally does a fucking does a line off of the leg that's covered in cocaine and then just me- meanders off. Uh, so that's like the second, kill I think of the entire movie and this is really where it kind of starts getting kicked off um I feel like I've been doing all the talking I mean you have been but like it's totally fine do, like, does, you love this uh, movie. I do I really do um you've been talking about this movie almost for um, like seven months like non-stop I know uh does anyone want to cover We'll say the scene at the at the ranger station with the bear, where the ranger comes back, and then the other two Duchamp boys are there from after after they've recovered from their beat down in the bathroom. I mean, I can, but if okay. you want to, no, go ahead. I need, I need a break from talking. Okay. Uh. Well, they're. Uh, she gets back after being mauled by the bear, the ranger. Uh, well, not completely mauled, but like she's ho- basically holding her stomach because she's got a huge like bear slash across her stomach. Uh, she comes in, and the two of the champ ones are there to complain about the guy that basically kidnapped their friend and ran off uh, to look for the drugs, uh, and they were beat up. Um, was I think one of them was still unconscious at the time. I'm not sure, but uh, they, she's like, I don't fucking care. There's a bear. (laughs) Well, at first she didn't say that at first, like as they were having that interaction, they made it, they made it sound like from their perspective, they got beat up by the black guy and she thought they meant the bear. And then she, you know, they asked what happened to her and she, you know, explained what happened to her. And they thought, they thought that she meant the black guy. Like they both each each side thought it was the the people who hurt them that you know hurt the other people. I do not remember that. I've uh, seen this movie once, Webby. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, same. One. <sighs> no, you guys will keep going. What the heck? God damn it! 
<clears throat> I could have done this episode by myself. <laughs> um, okay, fine. So she says, okay, well, you know, call the, call the paramedics. And, and, you know, the guys like I already did, they're on their way. And uh, she's reloading her gun. And she's looking around and she sees that the, the till is emptied. And she she looks up at both of them. She figures out that they're the do champs, and she gets pissed. She's like she's pointing the gun at the kid, and he's backing away. The other kid's conscious but barely, and over by the window. And she's like, "Oh, I could have been at Yellowstone by now if it weren't for you, little fuckers." You know, they said that I'm unfit to watch my own park. I'm not gonna make it in the big leagues all because of you assholes. And I remember Devin was like, "Who's telling her all these things? <laughs> <laughs> like, who's telling her that she's not fit and she's never gonna make it in the big leagues of park rangership?" <laughs> yeah, I did say that. I was like, "I'm like, who? Who's like?" I don't think anyone cares as much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's, she's pretty much like right up in his face. And then they hear a thud outside. And the guys think it's the black dude. And she th- she thinks it's the bear. So she gets out and she's like, she's pointing the gun at the door and she's telling the kid, get over by the door, get over and open it when I tell you. And she's, she's getting ready to fire. She's like aiming her pistol, which she does not hold a gun very well. And uh, she's like, okay, open the door. And when they open the door, it's it's Cocaine Bear just sitting there. Just sitting on its, on, you know, on its butt, just staring. And the kid steps in front of the door and says, it's a fucking bear. And the ranger closes her eyes and pulls the trigger and just shoots the kid right in the head. Uh, gets covered in blood. The bear gets covered in blood. The friend gets covered in blood. And then the friend is like, oh, you shot him. And she's like, it was an accident. I was trying to shoot the bear. And then the bear scampers off. Uh, and then she yells at the other one to close the door. Uh, and then there's a scene where they're, they hear they hear the bear on the roof. And they're, they're following it along the roof. And then they see some of the soot coming down the chimney. So then the skinny kid, the really scrawny kid from the very beginning, backs away and puts his back up against the door, which has this little tiny square glass window. And uh, a few seconds later, the bear paw breaks through the the window and grabs this kid by the face and pretty much just like tears his throat out. Um, and then it cuts back and... We'll say the mom, because now I don't know which order is what, but the mom and Henry have been following little trails that Dee Dee's been leaving them. Uh, she's left them what looked like a blood splatter on a rock, but it was red paint. Uh, and then she found more and more paint in the grass. Eventually, she found Dee Dee's sweatshirt and ended up having to cross a river. Uh, so essentially, Dee Dee's leaving them clues to follow. And the mother's keeping them on point, following these clues. Um, The investigator. Go ahead. Did this happen? Did this all happen before the paramedic scene, like the chase? Or should I talk about that? That hasn't happened yet. Okay, that was also really funny. Yeah. Um. Which. Uh. Yeah, and then the. 
does that happen before? Yeah, okay. Uh, Bob, the investigator guy, the the cop, shows up and parks his car. He sees that the ranger the 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 ranger station is closed currently. Uh, doesn't notice the bloody handprint on the window, and throws his his big slurpy cup away, and then goes starts to go hiking up into the woods. Meanwhile, the one the one do champ boy that's left alive, even though he doesn't know it, um, along with David and Eddie, they're walking through the woods, getting closer, bonding, uh, playing twenty questions, uh, and heading towards this this gazebo. Um, and then. I think then the paramedic scene happens where you see the ambulance pull into the park ranger like uh, little parking lot area and then back up towards the door and the two uh, the two paramedics get out Tom and Beth uh, Beth is played by Kayun Kim and Tom is played by Scott Sice which I don't know what the names of his are they TikToks or, or or YouTube shorts or something, but he plays the guy who gets like I don't know how to describe this well, but where it's like uh, oh you know you walk into a, an IKEA on you know Thanksgiving and you ask the retail person. You know, such and such, and then he gets like really serious in this dramatic music plays, and now he's telling you his point of view as the IKEA retail worker. Uh, have you ever seen those videos? Mm, I have. I assume. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, I have. I've seen them. I feel like. Uh, give me a second, Rob, and I'll send it to you. I don't know how else to describe this individual. It's a TikTok compilation, uh, Scott Sice comedy. If you want to look it up, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to Rob here in a you second. Uh, I'll put it in the SU chat because I know that I know after having listened to last you know the the episode I listened to last night, I know Anthony loves it when we talk about visual stuff uh, <laughs> in this podcast. You're that, Anthony, just for you. Yeah, just for you, Anthony. But see, Anthony, the thing is, is you're part of this Discord, too, so you can always come back and at least look at them later. You can just see this shit we're posting. Yeah. It's very very true statement. So he does these TikTok compilations, Rob, if you want to go ahead and look at those while I'm explaining the scene. But I didn't realize it was him until I, you know, somebody pointed it out. I forget. Uh, But somebody pointed that out to me. It was Ross. I don't know. I don't think it was. I, I, I uh, oh, I've seen him before. Now that you've posted it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's the guy who plays the 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 paramedic. Um. Anyway, they 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 push their way into this this ranger station because there's a dead body in the way, and uh, they're there for a uh, what did they like a concussion, like a head trauma. Uh, is what they got called in for. They get there and it's a bloodbath. Uh, this one guy is, you know, shot through the eye, so he's missing part of his head. Uh, the female paramedic finds Ranger Liz behind the counter holding a gun. Uh, 
um, struggling to breathe. And uh, Tom sees a pool of blood pooling up underneath a floor uh, of a door. So he goes and he investigates. And when he opens it up, uh, a broom falls in front of him, you know, for scary effect. Uh, And then a bucket falls over and the dude's head falls out of the bucket. And he looks up and just this this ominous black bear, high on cocaine, just slowly comes into view from the dark corner of this room. Uh, and Tom does what any sensible person probably would have done. And that's very slowly, they took a step back and closed the door. Uh, and right around that time, there was this buildup of, of Ranger Liz trying to tell the other paramedic, you know, that it was a bear. And then she whispers it into the stethoscope. Is that what that's called? Right? That's the thing where you listen to the heartbeat? Yeah. Uh, and she whispers bear into the stethoscope uh, as the bear kicks the door, beat, hits the door down. Now, mind you, that's from the opposite side of a wall. That's not easy to do, although this is a very large bear. I have also done this before. I have I have hit a door so hard uh, that it came down frame and all. Um, they don't make doors like they used to, though. So, like, it doesn't work too much anymore. Yeah. Now, like, doors are almost like cardboard now. Yeah, it's because it's made of all that balsa wood and stuff to make them lightweight. Balsa. Also, wouldn't like that, like corrugated fucking cardboard, cardboard shit where it's stuff like, on the inside. Yeah, like, like the like the honeycomb. Yeah, pattern cardboard and shit. It's, yeah, there's uh, a whole podcast on like the way that they're fucking over, um, like well built plot, uh, like things. Man, I I want a nice like solid oak door, just like a heavy duty solid oak door, like old so, medieval style door. door. Sidebar. This is out to all my homeowners out there. I'm not a homeowner, but uh, I was helping somebody out with their house. Front doors are really expensive. You don't yeah. think how expensive a front door would be. Oi, oi. But let me just tell you, front doors are expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's because they are the sturdier door of the home, right? They have to be. You Good know, thing, right? Ideally. Uh, in any case, so this bear beats the door down that lands on Tom, and now the bear's on top of the door that's on top of Tom. Uh, Beth, the other uh, paramedic, helps Ranger Liz out towards the ambulance, gets her strapped down inside, in on the gurney inside the ambulance. Uh, Tom reaches for whatever he can. I think at first he's reaching for one of the Duchamp's butterfly knives, but he can't reach it, so he grabs his paramedic bag that's fallen on the ground. He hits this bear in the head with it, the bear roars at him and then looks at the paramedic bag, which is an orange color. Uh, and it looks a lot like the duffel bags that had the cocaine in it. So the bear gets off the door and starts tearing into this paramedic's bag, giving Tom enough time to get out and start scrambling towards the ambulance. And he's yelling at Beth. He says, go, 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 go. So she starts driving away and he's running after the ambulance, jumps onto the back. And there's this whole scene. <laughs> The funny part, though, is she's going too fast, and he's like, wait, yeah. I told her to drive. <laughs> yeah, and then he jumps off. He, he, like, barely jumps onto the back of the ambulance. He doesn't, you know, he's barely holding on. She almost hits a tree, so she swerves, and he almost falls off, and he's yelling at her. Meanwhile, Ranger Liz still has her gun and starts pointing her gun out the back door, 
And Tom is like, what the fuck are you doing? Put that gun away. What are you pointing at? And he looks around and the bear comes barreling ass through the wooden sign, the ranger sign. Uh, like the, uh, it's like one of those like Smokey the bear fucking only you can prevent forest fire signs. Uh, shatters the sign and just starts chasing this ambulance down. And he's like, oh, fuck it. No, shoot. Shoot that bear. And so he moves off to the side and she takes a couple shots. And he's now Tom starts yelling at Ranger Liz. He's like, oh, no, you shoot the big fucking bear, not the tree, the fucking huge bear chasing us. And uh, then Beth starts yelling at Tom to close the door. So he goes and starts trying to close the door. Then there's this big cinematic scene where the you see the ambulance from the side racing down the road. You see the bear chasing and slowly gaining on the ambulance. And then the bear leaps into the air and it's it turns into slow-mo. And he leaps into the back of this um, ambulance, tackling Tom, and starts fighting with Tom. And the gurney rolls out of the ambulance, does like a weird flip, and then lands face down. And so you see Ranger Liz just kind of like road rashing along the street. Uh, face down, unable to like stop herself because she's strapped to this gurney. Uh, and then the bear and Tom start fighting. Tom gets thrown into the front of the ambulance. Uh, and Beth starts screaming, and then Tom holds up his hand, and his hand is like disconnected at the wrist. Uh, and then the bear like mauls at him a few times, and Beth speeds up and. Tom and the bear go back into the back and then when she looks back she gets sprayed with blood and she looks back in front of her and she sees a tree but she can't turn around she can't turn in time so she hits the tree she flies out the windshield does a couple you know rolls in the grass and just ends up dead and then the bear jumps out of the back of the ambulance shakes a few times then just starts literally slow walking off uh, and then they show in the back of the ambulance Tom just dead with his with his barely held on hand. Um, so yeah, that was the ambulance scene. It's a great movie, man. I love this movie so much. You really do. I can tell. <sighs> I don't know why even. Like, <sighs> I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's your love for bears and violence put together. It is. <laughs> it really is. Um... There's nothing wrong with that. I can so, appreciate that. In the meantime, the mom and Henry are still off chasing down Dee Dee's leads. The, all the clues. The David or then uh, Bob, the investigator, finds the pavilion. He he stops at a he stops at the gazebo. He sees the bag on the roof. You see him, he stands on the picnic table and he starts trying to figure out how he can get up onto the roof from there. He can't reach the bag. And then eventually it cuts to David sometime later with Eddie and this this Duchamp boy. Uh, and they also make it to the pavilion structure. Uh, the kid goes, looks, doesn't see the bag, comes back, says that it's not there. David looks like he's going to shoot him. Uh, Eddie's trying to tell him not to. The cop is on the roof, so then they get into a standoff. Uh, eventually... Also another funny scene in this movie. 
uh, eventually Eddie convinces David to put his gun down and then they take a couple steps back and the cop then is trying to figure out how to get down off the roof telling them all that they're under arrest and this is you know in this state of whatever they're looking at you know no parole this that and the other thing and whatever he's going through all like the logistics of it the whole time David is looking at Eddie like man I can grab this gun and just shoot this guy and Eddie's just like nah man don't do it finally David goes for the gun the cop shoots shoots two of David's fingers off and then the they other kid, yeah, the kid's like, how did you do that? They're not even next to each other because he shoots off the middle finger and the pinky um, of his shooting hand. And then eventually David ends up saying pretty much fuck it. He runs forward, gets, grabs his gun, gets underneath the gazebo. Uh, the cop points a gun at the other two, tells them to get down on their bellies. You know where he can where he can see them and keep an eye on them. Uh, then David wraps up his his hand in his jersey that he loves, and he sees the bear. And the cop is like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna fall for that." And then he sees the bear. He's like, "Oh shit! All right." Uh, and then the bear starts just kind of meandering, coming in very slowly into this gazebo. You can tell at this point that this bear is like coming down off the high of being strung up on cocaine all goddamn day. Um, Cause it's just very slowly walking around and sniffing. <clears throat> um, and then it kind of meanders on over towards Eddie and the other kid goes off screen for a moment, comes back on screen and just kind of collapses lying down on top of Eddie. And they think it's dead. And so David and the cop call a truce. So he can go check. Uh, David eventually goes and he does have that brick of coke still in his back pocket. And as he moves over, it does fall out of his pocket. But he's checking. Uh, he can't tell. And there's like a conversation. Like quite a bit of time passes uh, in this scene too. Where Eddie is pretty much stuck underneath this bear. Uh, we find out that the bear is a female. Based off of Eddie's... Uh, viewpoint I'll say <laughs> um, and then David checks to see if it's still breathing uh, while he does that the cocaine falls out of his back pocket the bear's eyes open as he as she sniffs uh, she starts to get up and every you know Eddie and the other kid move move away uh, or no Eddie rolls out from underneath her and moves away David backs away uh, and then the bear paws around at this cocaine brick and then just eats the brick whole. And David's like, should I shoot it? Because it's not, it wasn't attacking. It was just sitting there. And the cop is like, no, let's see what this does to this bear. <laughs> like, legit curious to see what, what effect cocaine has on a bear. Uh, and then the bear just starts acting really cute. It starts doing, like, snow angels in the dirt. Starts, like, crawling on its back. And then it starts, like... I don't know what it was trying to do to Eddie. I don't, I think it was playing with him, like David said, but like it was like dancing with him, trying to lick his face, um, picking him up and stuff. In any case, it does like end up throwing Eddie back to the ground and it looks like it's going to possibly attack. Uh, and then the cop starts smacking two bricks together because he has the duffel bag of Coke. 
Uh, he starts smacking two bricks together, and he tears one of them open with his teeth and starts sprinkling it out, and the bear wanders over and runs over to it and and stands up on its hind legs. And uh, the the one teenager kid is like, it's like cocaine Christmas. And you just see a slow-motion view of the bear, like, like just tongue lulled out of its mouth, just shaking its head back and forth, being dusted in cocaine. Uh, and then the cop tosses another brick out into the woods. Um, and then, he, you know, the cop essentially tells the guys, you know, hey, just take off, you know. And David is like, listen, I can't leave without that bag. You know, I just can't. So they go again at gunpoint, both of them. And the cop is trying to reason with David. He's like, listen, you know, a truce is by God where I come from, this, that, and the other thing. And they're talking. And you know David doesn't, you can tell David doesn't want to shoot this cop, but he he's really conflicted because he doesn't want to leave the cocaine behind. And then the cop gets shot. You find out it's Sid with a rifle. And, you know, David and Eddie go running up to, you know, Sid out in the woods. They take off. Uh, they find Sid in the woods. Sid goes back to the gazebo with both of them to find this cop. Um, and am I missing a fucking kill scene? I don't think so. No, I mean, the cop eventually does die, but uh, yeah. the girl shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering if I missed a kill scene with the bear. But I don't think so. Um, in any case, no. so yeah, there's a, there's an interaction like, between the cop and Sid kind of like molested. Uh, what's his name for a second? Yeah. Like, Eddie, really. Eddie, poor Eddie. Um, so Sid and the cop talk for a little while and then, uh, officer Reba shows up and the cop gets all cocky telling her to be careful cuffing them. And then you find out Reba's working for Sid and, uh, man, the cop goes off on a tangent. He's like, I trusted you. The department trusted you. The state of Tennessee trusted you. The United States of America, America trusted, trusted you. you. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, I know, Bob, I know. And, uh, then, uh, oh, Oh no, before that happened, oh important thing to note, before that happened when when David and Eddie did first run off and go meet up with Sid out in the woods, the cop fucking kicked the duffel bag off the roof filled with all the coke and the bear came back, took the duffel bag and left. Sid uh, got all pissed off. Like, yeah, Sid got super pissed and uh the people out here that want me. He he threatened He threatened to shoot the cop's dog. Yeah, then his son was like, you left my kid in, what was it, South Dakota or some shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the cop's like, man, do north, do north. And the cop ends up just dying of his gunshot wound because he's stuck on the roof of this fucking gazebo. And so the rest of them go wandering off north. Meanwhile, the mother and Henry stumble across the Icelandic hiker guy from the beginning of the movie. And he's like huddled on the ground, crying and sobbing about his his fiance Elsa uh, and their future son named Texas. Uh, and he ends up showing them the way to the Devil Bear's cave, um, 
when they go in, he's like, oh, I can't, you know, I'm not going in there. You shouldn't go in there. And she's like, I have to get my kid back. And he's like, okay. He's like, here's a flashlight, essentially. And then they leave. And he's like, well, what about me? And then he just runs off. Um, then you hear, uh, then it's the mother and Henry walking into the cave. Uh, they're looking for Dee Dee and they, they hear a noise and they see a duffel bag, uh, and they come across two little bear cubs covered head to toe in cocaine, uh, little cocaine cubs and Henry calls them little polar bears. My heart melted at this. I loved the fact that there was cubs in this. Um, And then they find Dee Dee and there's like a big warming, heartwarming moment. Then they hear shouting coming from outside the cave. So they go further in the cave to where the falls are. Uh, And then following them into the cave is essentially Sid, the cop and the, you know, David and Eddie. And then, the cop is like, listen, I did my part, you know, I'm out of here. And Sid's like, yeah, okay, go ahead and leave. And then when she does, he, you know, loads and points the rifle at her, but David stands in the way and she leaves. And they talk about, you know, how fucked up this is and how, you know, you saw what the bear did to that hiker. And then they show a flashback like minutes prior or whatever, where, the female cop Reba tripped and landed right next to a body. And it was, it was the Icelandic guy who also got killed by the bear. Um, that took me, that took me until like the third time I watched this movie to realize that that was him. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so, you know, Sid gets pretty pissed off. He's like, man, you guys are a bunch of pussies. This, that, and the other thing, you know, give me the bag. So he took the bag of Coke that they found that the Cubs were playing in. And uh, they all go out on the ledge, or they start working their way out towards the ledge where the falls are. And uh, eventually Sid Sid and those three find the mother and the two kids. And they, they have this interaction, but then Sid sees another duffel bag hanging from a branch and says, okay, get that duffel bag. No one leaves until that duffel bag get you know is gotten this that and the other thing. The bear cubs start coming up towards Sid. He fucking hits one of them in the face with the butt of his rifle. He ends up kicking one of them, and like the whole time, every single time I see this, I I get fumed. I'm like, oh, this son of a bitch, this motherfucker. Um. Then he goes to throw the rifle to David, who is missing fingers and ends up throwing it like directly to the mom. Uh, and there's like a little standoff. And then you hear the mama bear roar in the distance. And then there's like this big cinematic scene where it's like, it's starting to storm. Like you hear, like you see lightning and thunder and you see the mom on top of the cliff right above the ridge where they are. And she's letting out this roar and the kids go crazy. And, uh, the mom and and the two kids end up diving off the waterfall. The bear comes down between Eddie and David on one side and Sid on the other. Sid had thrown a brick of cocaine behind him to get the cubs off of him. 
the mom's roaring at Sid, and David and Eddie decide, okay, they're going to, they're going to go jump off the cliff too. And Sid had gotten the pistol that one of them had. I think David's gun. Uh, he had gotten a hold of the pistol, and he took two or three shots at this bear, one of which got David in the neck as they were jumping off. And then two more shots went into the bear and the bear stumbled back and then fell off the cliff as well and hit a rock. And it, it, you know, it didn't look like it was breathing. Um, and then Sid was getting the, he was trying to get the bag unstuck from a branch up above. And, uh, one, one brick of cocaine fell out of the bag, stumbled down the cliff, bounced dramatically from rock to rock hit another rock, and all of a sudden that, I don't know, that rock must have been particularly sharp because the entire package of cocaine burst open uh, and it just rained down on Cocaine Bear. And you see the eyes dilate again as it crawls back up the face of the cliff, spits a bullet out for dramatic effect. Just spits a a bullet out hole on the ground. (laughs) Uh, Starts like swatting at Sid while he's tangling with the bag and Sid ends up like getting the strap of the bag wrapped around his neck and then the bear rips open Sid's stomach pulls him down and the whole branch comes down uh, and then the two cubs come out and pretty much grab an intestine and just start yanking his insides out and essentially kill Sid Uh, and then the mama bear just swipes Sid off of the cliff uh, and then the three bear, and then the three bears just roar, uh, at the top of the, the waterfall. Uh, then it's like the wrap up of the movie and you see the mom and the two kids emerge from the, the river below Eddie and David emerge from the other side. The mom comes over because they, you know, uh, Eddie was screaming that David was shot or whatever and needed help and <clears throat> the mom was a nurse so she went over and helped and then it cuts to the next day the next morning essentially they're all kind of gathering back at the the ranger uh parking lot the mother and the two kids are on the bicycle uh, essentially, Dee Dee's on the bicycle, and the mom's pushing it, and Henry's walking, and they're leaving. Uh, Reba comes back, lets the dog out of her car. The dog runs over to Eddie. Uh, she brings over the the file case, the police file case that this dog was kept in the whole movie. Uh, and she just says, her name's, you know, whatever the fuck the dog's name was, uh, and she doesn't play fetch. And then she just leaves. And Eddie puts the dog in the car. And David's like, who who the fuck's dog is this? And he's like, well, mine and Gabe's, I think. (laughs) And then the most important question ever comes out of David's mouth is, is it on cocaine? (laughs) Uh, He's like, no. Then David's like, oh, good dog. Um, And then they're, you know, they're getting ready to leave. And, uh, then it cuts to back to the mother and the kids. They're walking past the wreckage that was the ambulance scene. And cops finally show up and drive right past them. 
even though, like, I will say cops would have definitely stopped them and questioned them about the dead Lord bodies. Um, and then it cuts back to another person using a video camera out in the middle of the woods. And they're, they're videotaping a bear and their two cubs playing on a rock. And then the cocaine bear sits upright and looks at the video camera and both cubs like go on either side, flanking the mom and they just stare at the video camera and then it fades to black. And, uh, then they say like, Oh, to this day, they still think that the bags are out there and not all the Coke was accounted for this, that, and the other thing. And then there's two end credit scenes. One of which is the last remaining do champ boy kid who has a bag of cocaine, is hitchhiking, gets picked up by a pickup truck filled with goats, throws the bag into the back, hops into the truck, goes all of 10 feet, tells the guy to hold up, gets the bag of coke out of the back that is filled with goats, gives all of the goats the stink guy, and then puts the cocaine in the cab, and it gets back in the cab. Uh, and then the last scene is Eddie giving the dog to his son Gabe in the box. And then they ask what the dog is chewing on. And David looks for, looks for his shot off fingers that were in Eddie's pockets. And then very quickly just looks at Eddie and says, well, they weren't going to sew him back on anyway. Uh, and that is essentially the movie. Uh, they made a movie. Man, I, I, you, I mean, listen, you might be able to sit there and say, wow, Webby, you pretty much said the entire movie. Now I don't have to watch it. That's not the case. Go fucking watch the movie. It's a great fucking movie. And again, I'll watch it with you. I want, I want to watch it again. <laughs> uh, thoughts, comments. Uh, Rob, what was your favorite cocaine bear kill? Um, Hmm. Probably the the uh, ambulance with the the lady the the ranger flipping out of the ambulance and scraping a lot off the ground. Okay. Uh, Devin, what about you? Probably the the forest ranger. It was like just subtle as it was. Like I kept I'm like I'm like she's not dead. They're not gonna kill her like that. But like she really wasn't like that important of a important of a character. But she kind of got on my nerves. Yeah. But yeah, it was like fifty fifty. All right. So you had the same one as Rob. Um, my favorite cocaine bear kill was Sid's character at the end, uh, mainly because he, he hit those cubs and then the cubs were part of his kill. So he got his just desserts, so to speak. Uh, man, any other questions, comments, anything? We are over the hour mark, but I feel like I've done literally all the talking. <laughs> I just I want to give you guys a platform in case you have anything that you want to say about this movie. Or if you think um, I've covered everything. I think uh, my favorite character is definitely the, the cop on the gazebo. <laughs> okay. Just the way he was like all nonchalant about everything. He's like, nah, you get back there. Whatever. It's like, where are you? He went under the thing, just like. Yeah. Eh. I loved it when he was like, 
when they asked him how he even got up there, he's like, well, I jumped from that tree over there, but I hurt my hip a little. (laughs) (laughs) And we all know Devin's favorite character was Henry. Yes, Henry. I just like how every character they built would be like the main character, kind of like wasn't the main character. It's because Cocaine Bear was the main character. You know? I mean, I could argue that. I could see that argument. I mean, otherwise, I think, I mean, other than the bear, I, I guess the mom and the kids were meant to be the main, well, I guess everybody else was the main character. Well, they kind of built up like the detective originally, like he was going to be like, yeah, like a part of the movie. And he really wasn't. He didn't really do much. Yeah, I feel like David and Eddie got and... more screen time than, than the cop did. Yeah. He like shot off some fingers and then died. Yeah. So, man, that was a good movie. Anyway, um, yeah, all right. Well, we're over the hour fifteen mark, so I guess that's where we'll stop. I suppose. Uh, Rob, mm-hmm. do we have a science corner today? And my weird dream doesn't count as a science card. <laughs> no, not until we do our dream episode, which I have all the stuff to do that. I gotta just put together what I want to talk about. Hmm. What happened scientifically this week that I read about? Uh Well, if you want to wait while you're looking, Devin, do you have a life advice? Uh, yeah, a simple, easy life advice, and it's just don't abuse a kind heart because oh, yes. you you may never be offered one again. Tilly, don't <laughs> abuse a kind heart because you may never be offered one again. That's fair. I like yes. that. I like that life advice. Um. Do you have your science corner now, Rob? Uh, I mean, it's not. Well, yeah. Uh, the I said it right. <clears throat> the they figured out what killed Beethoven. Apparently, it was liver failure. Uh, it was. Apparently, they had uh, strands of his hair on one of the letters that he wrote, and they were able to DNA test it and found out that he had liver failure, which is interesting. Did they not know what killed Beethoven originally? It no. should have been syphilis. Did, funnier. Was this like an ongoing like scientific no. dilemma that they were trying to figure this out? No. It oh. just he died. They didn't just they just didn't know what. Like no like, you know, back then doctors didn't like make records, they're just like, Oh, this person died. Oh. Period. That's crazy how they can take a strand of hair from that that long ago. Mm-hmm. And determine yeah. that you had liver failure from a strand of hair. That's why it's interesting. At least I think so. Well, I mean, it's no space ice giants, <laughs> but it is interesting. It's it's crazy to think like 
in giant space icemans in say like seventy years time, where medical technology and and, and scientific advancements will be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like on one hand, it's like I remember being a kid and watching Back to the Future. And being like, oh man, in the future we're going to have like cool hoverboards. Granted, it's the future. We don't have cool hoverboards. Yeah. Not to that degree. Yeah. Yet. But we do have a whole shit ton of you know other scientific advancements that are equally, if not more cool than that. And it's like, so it's like, I don't know. It it kind of like baffles, like boggles my mind to think like in 70 years, are we going to have X, Y, and Z and thinking of like thinking of things that I've seen in movies as like examples. And then by the time we get there, whether or not we'll actually have that versus what other cool technology will we have between that interim that wasn't thought of yet. I think just the idea of people inventing shit that no one's thought of yet is neat to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, another another little blurb that I think you will find a little bit interesting is that they have pretty much found a drug that can cure sleeping sickness, which I didn't realize was a real thing. I thought they made it up for Sandman. But apparently sleeping sickness is a real thing. And they have found a cure. And that's if you if that's if you sleep and can't wake up. Mm-hmm. I have the opposite problem. <laughs> Same. So but yeah. Um all right. Well that was our, our life advice in our science corner with the boys here. Um so, Rob, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And Devin, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Poogie. You can find me on Twitch at Mystery 3 And as always, you can find me on eBay buying cocaine to give the bears. 5e. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening and, and, and hope we enjoyed the hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, for those of you who go and watch the movie, I hope you enjoy the movie. Um, you guys, as always, can follow me on Twitter at Jax Forcewalker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, and on eBay at <sighs> wanting to buy a cocaine bear uh, of my very own. And as always, everybody, fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. Stay safe. Don't do drugs. Uh, And don't mess around with bears that do drugs. Ba-dum-bum. Ba-dum-bum. Ba-dum-ba-da-da-da.